God bless you. Uh, now we'll move to the next uh, part of the program. I will just share, and then after that, we will pray. Okay. Now, once I knew I was going to attend, I mean, to lead Victory Night, and uh, I, I started asking God, I said, God, what do you want me to share with your people? And I think one day I was, uh, I think I was falling asleep and coming out, you know. And what God told me to share with my people was, it's all about attitude. You know, victory is all about attitude, you know. And our attitude to life will determine the kind of victory we get, okay. So my message today is about attitude for victory, Praise the Lord. Attitude for victory. Okay? If you're going to be victorious, there's a certain type of attitude you must have. And that is what we're talking about. And in my normal way, I'll just try and define to you a bit about what attitude is. Okay? And simple definition of what attitude is. Okay? A settled way of thinking or feeling about something. A certain way of thinking or feeling about something. That is the definition of an attitude. Okay? Or also a way of feeling or acting toward a person or thing. Are we together? All right? That is the definition of attitude. And I will take a text from us. Uh, praise the Lord, Brother Rajesh. Uh, if, uh, there. I will take a text from us, okay? And I'm, I'm going to read a passage, okay? And that passage is going to be able to define what we're talking about, okay? And for me, when I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, even their day-to-day activities, what is the attitude to them, towards them? What's the attitude towards even using IT? What's the attitude to change? What's the attitude to anything? Even meet people that are very competitive in sports and people that are winning in life. It's all about the attitude. And I'm going to take a, a long, uh, I would like you to open your Bibles to 2 Chronicles 13, 1 to 20. 2 Chronicles 13, 1 to 20. And wherever you are, please open your Bibles. I want you to, to read. And I think Brother Sam will help me read this uh, long passage. Try and follow the story. And I'll explain the story afterwards, and we shall see what we shall learn from it. Praise the Lord. Brother Sam, over to you. Second Chronicles, chapter 13, verses 1 to 20. Second Chronicles, chapter 13, verses 1 to 20. In the 18th year of King Jeroboam, Abijah became the king of Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Mikakia, the daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. And there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah set the battle in order with an army of valiant warriors, 400,000 choice men. Jeroboam also drew up in battle formation against him with 800,000 choice men, mighty men of valor. Then Abijah stood on Mount Zemarim, which is in the mountains of Ephraim. And he said, hear me, Jeroboam and all Israel. Should you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave dominion over Israel to David forever to him and his sons by a covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up 
and rebelled against his Lord. Then worthless rogues gathered to him and strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and inexperienced and could not withstand them. And now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord, which is in the hands of the sons of David. You are a great multitude and with you are gold calves which Jeroboam made for you as gods. Have you not cast out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron and the Levites and made for yourselves priests like the peoples of other lands so that whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams may be a priest of things that are not gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. And the priests who minister to the Lord are the sons of Aaron, and the Levites attend to the duties, and they burn to the Lord every morning and every evening, burn sacrifices and sweet incense. They also set showbread in order on the pure gold table, and the lampstand of gold with its lamps to burn every evening, for we keep the command of the Lord our God. But you have forsaken him. Now look, God himself is at war us with us as our head and his priests with sounding trumpets to sound the alarm against you. O children of Israel, do not fight against the Lord of your fathers for you shall not prosper. But Jeroboam caused an ambush to go around to, behind them. So they were in front of Judah and the ambush was behind them. And when Judah looked around to their surprise, the battle line was at both front and rear. And they cried out to the Lord, and the priests sounded the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout, and as the men of Judah shouted, it happened that God struck Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. Then Abijah and his people struck them with a great slaughter. So 500,000 choice men of Israel fell slain. Thus the children of Israel were subdued at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. Then Abijah pursued Jeroboam and took cities from him, Bethel with its villages, Jenshah with its villages, and Ephraim with its villages. So Jeroboam did not recover the strength again in the days of Abijah, and the Lord struck him and he died. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Sam. Thank you. It's a long chapter, and I'll explain to you where we are, okay? Now, this was a time after Saul. Saul was the first king. Am I correct? And after Saul, we had David. Okay? And after David came Solomon. Now, there was an issue that happened with Solomon. And I'll read from 1 Kings chapter 11, 9 to 13 quickly. 1 Kings 11, 9 to 13. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel who appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods, but he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this, I have kept no, I have not, and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I've commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days, for the sake of your father David, I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. So praise the Lord. So you can see from here, from after Solomon, it went to Rehoboam and Jeroboam. 
Okay? Jeroboam had the big chunk, the 10 tribes. What two tribes were left with Judah? Ephraim and Judah were left with, 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 uh, with Judah. And we know the story about Rehoboam. Rehoboam was very, very wicked. He did not even take any good advice. Now, Abijah was the son of Rehoboam. Rehoboam died. He left Abijah and he left him to, to face Jeroboam. And that was the story where we are. Now, if you go to the next slide, you can see the, uh, the, the picture of, uh, of Israel at that particular point in time. Okay, in this picture, you will see that Jerusalem was left with Abijah. Now, on top of Jerusalem, you had what we call Zeramayim, which was a mountain where this battle took place. Okay, so I'm just giving a setting to know the size and what we have. Now, from where from here, we're going to learn about seven attitudes from victory that we can pick from Abijah. Okay. Now, there's something about Abijah, and I, uh, I, I will tell you, Abijah, for a certain period, he followed God, but he lost his way afterwards, okay? Abijah can be like any one of us. People that are Christians striving, backsliding, having an issue. He did not finish well, but at a certain point in time in his life, we could pick a lesson from him. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Now, the first point I want us to pick from, okay, was from verse 3, okay, from verse 3, all right, I, I could pick it from, uh, from verse 3, I think uh, but, uh, uh, Rajesh has already, has already shown all the three points, okay, but the first point, okay, is no a real battle never sees balance, whatever you're going through, if it's a battle, it's not balanced. Are we together? It's not balanced. A real balance will not be balanced. Anybody that has gone to the COVID world, you will feel it's not balanced. Why me? Why me? Why am I going? Like, why, why is all this is happening to me? If we go to verse 3, okay, we find out in that part, how many men did Abijah had? He had 400 men. Jeroboam had 800 men. That is one to one. The stakes were high. Now, from the drawing I told you, from the, uh, the, the figure I showed you, you could see that Judah was smaller than the kingdom of Israel. So we can be in the minority, but with God, we are the majority. Wherever you go to, your working place, you'll feel that, yes, this is not balanced. It's not fair. Why have they promoted him and I'm not promoted him? Why have I been the one chosen to lose my job and someone has not chosen to lose his job? The battle never sees balance. To our human eyes, it does not seem right. Why me? Why am I having that medical challenge? Why is that happening to me? Why am I having this battle? So it feels unfair. But then we know in Romans 8, 31 to 39, and I'll read it. Romans 8, 31 to 39, it says, When then shall we say these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, that's the question I ask you, or distress, or persecution, 
or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. And I dare to add, or COVID, separate us from the love of God. No, they cannot. They cannot separate us because God is on our side. That was what Abijah went with. Number two, I will also put it through. Okay? Claim what God has given you. If you're faced with a battle, what has God said concerning that? It's very, very, very important. If you go to verse 5, you will see what uh, Abijah said in verse 5. Should you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the dominion over Israel to David forever to him and his sons by the covenant of salt? Praise the Lord. He prophesied that God has given this land to David by a covenant of salt. A covenant of salt in those days is just like a handshake that you have. So what has God said concerning your situation that you need to claim? That's what Abijah went with. Abijah went and he was able to claim what God has given him. And I want to also challenge whatever we're going through, we have to be able to claim what God has given us. If you go to Luke 4, 1 to 13, when Jesus was tempted, there was one phrase he always used anytime Satan came. He said, it is written. Are you getting me? Jesus always said, it is written. He always went back to the scripture. If you're going through anything and you want to be victorious, you have to go back and say, it is written. Now, you cannot know if it's written if you do not know your scriptures. Okay? So I'm coming to another point. All right? And that's why in Joshua 1.8, which is very, very popular, it says, the book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it night and day that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now, it's very, very important here. I don't know what you're going to, but there's always, there's always a solution in the word of God for it. And that's why I want us to always go back to the point that it, where it says it is written. Abijah was looking at 800 people. Okay? But then he was able, he was able to go and say, yes, it is written that this has been given to David. So please, let's indulge, let's, let, I want to encourage you to know the word of God. Hold on to the word of God. What promise has God said concerning our situations? And then you hold on to it. Number three, point. If you go to verse six and nine of where Brother Sam read, okay? He called out his enemy. <laughs> he called out his enemy. Abijah did not only keep quiet at uh, uh, Jeroboam. He mentioned to Jeroboam what Jeroboam had done wrong. He identified what the enemy has done wrong. He said Jeroboam had put up altars. And in those days, Jeroboam put up altars because he didn't want the people to go to Jerusalem. If you look at the drawing, I told you Jerusalem was under Judah. And if they went to Judah, and they went to, I mean, they went to Jerusalem and the part of Judah, they would end up worshiping the true God. So he put cows and idols for them to worship. And he became the priest. Now, that is what Abijah called out. Now, 
when you're faced with a battle, you need to call out your enemy. You need to tell Satan, no, this is what you're doing. This is wrong. This is where you're coming at. Don't forget, when David went to go and meet Goliath, he called him out. He didn't just go shyly with the sling and went. He went confidently and told him, you have come against the God of Israel and I'm going to take your life. When Jesus went to be tempted, he called out Satan. He gave it back to him word for word. Now, when you see, when you're in the throes of things and you see what the devil is doing, you can be able to say, hey, Mr. Devil, I can see what you're operating here. But the word of God says this and this. You have to be able to stand on your footing. Okay? It's very, very, very important when we're facing battles. To be able to call him out. Number four. Is you need to declare your stand. You need to declare your stand. <laughs> Where do I stand in this battle? Where is my position in this battle? And I will go back to verse 10 and 12. Or where uh, Brother Sam read for us. Okay? And in, brother, brother, uh, in verse 10, it says, But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. And the priests who minister to the Lord are the sons of Aaron, and the Levites attend to their duties. And they burn to the Lord every morning and every evening, burn sacrifices and sweet incense. They also set the showbread in order on the pure gold table. I'll jump to verse 12. Now, look, God himself is with us as our head. And his priest will sound the trumpets to sound the alarm against you. Now, what is it? That was a confession. This is where I stand. The Lord, of, the Lord God is our head. If you go to Israel today, even that chant is a chant in which they use. In all that they're going through, they'll say God himself is with us and our head. That's a battle cry that they have. So he took his stand. He took a position. Wherever you are, whatever report you have been given, you take a stand. And when you take a stand, you bring God into the equation. Are we together? Don't bring the doctors. Don't bring families. Bring God into the equation. You can go and meet pastor. Pastor Abraham, Pastor Leslie, Pastor Francis for advice. But first of all, you need to bring God into the equation. I'll go to David because I'm also taking it across to what David did. In 1 Samuel 17, 45 to 47. 1 Samuel 17, 45 to 47. Then David said to the Philistines, you come to me with a sword with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. 
This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with a sword and a spear. For the battle is of the Lord's and he will give you into my hands. He declared his stand. He declared where his strength was coming from. He declared where his faith was. Now, whatever we're going through, please declare your stand. Don't shake on your faith. Don't shake on your foundation. I know most of us have been in church for a long time. We, we, we speak about this over. Sometimes when you get into a situation, you tend to throw this out of the window. But these are practical things. Don't run helter-skelter. Declare your stand. Praise the Lord. That's number four. Okay? Number five. Okay? Be alert. When you're going to battle, for you to be victorious, you have to be alert. In verse 13 and 14. But Jeroboam caused an ambush to go around behind them. So they were in front of Judah and the ambush was behind them. And when Judah looked around to their surprise, the battle was at both front and rear. Praise the Lord. What am I talking about? 400 men going against 800 men and they rooted them. They were divided into two parts. They were ambushed. Now, when you're going through a battle, you can get ambushed by the devil. Has anyone been there before? You go to the hospital. They said, oh, we have had this issue with you. We have had this problem with you. There's, oh, we have discovered this. B, we have discovered C, we have discovered D. They keep on compounding the issues. Praise the Lord. Now, what am I saying? When you're going to battle, you have to be alert. There are some small, small foxes that will come around to throw you off guard. And that's what happened to Abijah. He went to battle with a small number of people, but then he was thrown guard because he was ambushed on all sides. When you're dealing with the devil, when you're dealing with situations, it can be very, very cunning. So you have to be on alert. For you to be victorious, you have to be on alert. You have to be in a place of prayer. If it's a place of fasting, you have to be there. Unfortunately, Abijah was not an alert on that. But he found himself in the midst of an ambush. Sometimes we feel that we're ambushed. Whether it's in our working places, whether it's in our family, we find ourselves in a quagmire. Sometimes our own doing, we're not being alert. But I want to tell you, that let's be alert. That's why if you do not have an infilling of the Holy Spirit, please, you need an infilling of the Holy Spirit to be alert to what is happening around you. Number six, and I will go to 14b. And they cried out to the Lord, and the priest sounded the trumpets. <laughs> Number six is cry out to God. Cry out to God. The men of Judah gave a shout as the men of Judah shouted. It happened that God struck Jeroboam and the whole and, and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. 
Give God a cry. Cry out to God. It's not wrong. It's not wrong for you to cry out to God. You're in a dilemma, you cry out, you press, you cry out to God. It's not wrong. For a lot of us men, we say, oh, we're strong men. But you need to go and cry out to God. It means even physical tears, physical tears, cry out. In a moment, you're going to have a time to cry out, to pray concerning your own victory. My prayer is that in your homes, that you will be able to cry out to God. That's what saved Abijah that day. Because he cried out to God. He remembered God and he cried out. Now sometimes we just jump from door to door. We don't cry out. We don't stay in our rooms and shout and cry out to God. And this is what he did. And I will encourage you today. You need to cry out to God. You need to cry out to God. The blind man in the Bible, when Jesus was passing by, he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He needed a miracle. He needed a victory. He didn't keep quiet. People were telling him, shut up, shut up, shut up. They're making too much noise. But I think as they were shutting him out, the temple was increasing. <laughs> he was just increasing his volume. Have you increased your volume concerning what's affecting you today? If you increase your volume, God will ask you, what do you want me to do for you? The way he did to the blind man. What do you want me to do for you? Praise the Lord. So you need to cry out. And we'll do that in a while. But I'll go to number seven. Before we get time of prayer, I promise I was not going to take much of your time. Number seven. Number seven. And this is the confidence I want you to all carry out. The God's word will come to pass. God's word will come to pass. God's word will come to pass. What am I saying? If you notice in the first verse I read you, I read to you about the kingdom being taken away from Solomon, from his child, and divided into two. In verse 13 of that passage, God says something. However, I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. So there was something that God said was going to happen. Regardless of the punishment of it being torn into 10 tribes and two tribes, this one will be preserved. Now, Abijah wanted to unite the two kingdoms. That's what he wanted to do. If you continue reading, you'll find out he did not succeed in doing that. He didn't succeed in doing that. But one thing about it was the kingdom of Judah was preserved. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but one thing you know is that God has the final say. God has the final say. And his word concerning you that word that I asked you to go and check in the scripture about your, about your situation, it shall come to pass. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Because one of the points I told you that you have to claim what God has told you. And then once you claim it, you know that his word will come to pass. God has said something to Solomon's time. Abijah ripped it. Am I correct? There was no way. If God had said it, there is no way that Jeroboam was going to beat Abijah in that, in, that, in that battle. There was no way. In 1 Kings 9.5, what he told David was, and I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. As I promised David, your father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. You shall not fail to have a man on the throne of, the throne of Israel. Regardless of what Jeroboam is doing, I don't care what Jeroboam is doing. I will succeed. I don't care what the devil is doing around me. I'll be victorious because this is what God has said. And God's word must come to pass. God will not lie. If you're in your sick bed and God says, I will heal thee, and you have claimed it, it will come to pass. If you're looking for a job and God says, I have a job for you, be patient, it will come to pass. If you have a troublesome child and the child's in trouble and God said, don't worry, I'll bring this child around, it shall come to pass. Because God's word is final. And that is where it is. So I've just mentioned, if you follow the story of Abijah, you will also find out he also started establishing idols and everything. He, only, he, did, he did three years, but later on, his later part of the years also, he did not do well. But the part he did well, we could pick these seven lessons about his attitude to battle. One, which was very, very common, which he knew that the battle was not balanced. Praise the Lord. He claimed what God has given him. He called out his enemy. He declared his time. But he also showed us that we need to be alert. He cried out to God. In everything he did. And one thing that he knew was that God's word would come to pass. With these seven points, I want you to have those attitudes with whatever we're facing in this current scenario that we find ourselves. And it will be the right attitude for victory for us. Now, coming back is a time for us to pray. And we have three battles that are facing us currently in this land. Three battles that we're praying. I've taken three prayer points and we're going to pray them through. I've gotten our brother, Pastor Dennis, Brother Rajesh and Sister Shade. We're going to pray over these battles that we're facing these days. COVID, in health. Thank God that God has been faithful. All the testimonies that we have heard has been about healing. But yet, I know some of us are looking for victory in that department. So wherever you are, even if it's not you, even if it's people that you know, I want you to tap into these prayer points. Next thing is job security. Visas. People are having issues with their jobs. Salary cuts, losing jobs. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. It's a battle that God can win and will win because he has said it. Other ones were having issues, family issues, issues in the family, the future of the family, the future of the youth within our homes. Some of us parents are worried about our children. 
Some of them are already having issues. But that is a battle that will take the Lord in prayer. So wherever you are, as these are brethren are leading us in prayer, okay, I'll round up after them. Please, I want you to tap into this prayer. Don't forget, Abijah did not get his victory by keeping quiet. They cried out. So in your point of down to cry out. Praise the Lord. Over to you, Pastor Dennis, for the first prayer point. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The first thing that struck me there is cry out. And that's what we shall be doing today. And the first cry we shall be raising up to heaven is the cry of the altar of thanksgiving for preserving us from the pandemic, keeping us, no death recorded amongst us. The Bible said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, irrespective of what is going on. Therefore, we're gonna say, Father, we thank you for your protection upon our lives against this noisome pestilence. We thank you for healing us. Thank you for the testimony of deliverance. Thank you for healing. Thank you for fighting our battles. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for preserving us. No evil report amongst us. We are grateful to you for delivering us from every noisome pestilence. We are grateful. We give you thanks. We cry out to you in thanksgiving. Be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. We have given thanks. Second prayer is we are going to be praying against the fear of COVID. One of the instruments of this noisome pestilence is the spirit of fear with which he grips people. People are languishing in fear. Fear is a great destroyer. The Bible says in the book of Job, chapter 3, verse 25, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Unto me. So when you are afraid, you attract that, even that you fear more. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12, the Bible says, Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom these people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear. Neither fear ye their fear. Now, this scripture is telling us to stop speaking their language or be afraid like them. But there is a spirit behind fear. That is why we shall be praying and saying, my father, destroy every seed of fear and negative confession that is planted in my life due to this noisome pestilence, COVID, in the name of Jesus Christ. If you can hear me very well, begin to pray. Say, my father, my father, let every spirit of fear be destroyed. Every spirit of fear that has been sown in my life, in my family, as a result of this pandemic, let it be destroyed now. In the mighty name of Jesus, COVID-19, we are not afraid of you. Pandemic, we don't fear you. The Bible said, neither fear ye their fear. We are not afraid of you. And we come against you in the name of Jesus. We root out every powers of fear. Be cast out of us. The Bible said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, 
but of love, of power, and of sound mind. Therefore, we come against every spirit of fear, every seed of fear behind COVID, be rooted out, be rooted out of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. From today, you shall be speaking the language of faith in the name of Jesus Christ. The third prayer we are going to pray, and then number four, we'll round up. Is taken from the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 12, verse 16. Something unique happened there. The Bible said, and the earth helped the woman. And the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. COVID is not in but the flood of the dragon. The dragon, amongst other things, is symbolic of a power operating in a particular nation, in a particular geographic location. And that is the nation from which this pandemic, this dragon, this flood of the dragon emanated from. There is a spirit behind it. It is a dragon spirit. But the Bible said in that revelation where we read, chapter 12, verse 16, that the earth opened up and the earth helped the woman and the earth opened up and the, her mouth and swallowed up the flood of the dragon. And what's the prayer? We're going to be saying, Father, the Bible says the earth opened up and swallowed up the flood of the dragon. Let the earth open up right now and swallow up the flood of this dragon called COVID in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the earth open up and swallow up the flood of this dragon that is flooding the whole earth. Swallow it up out of this land. Swallow it out of this nation. The flood of the dragon, all earth, earth, open up and swallow it up. All earth, earth, open up. In the same way you helped the woman, in the book of Revelation chapter 12, verse 16, the Bible said, and the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened up her mouth, and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. This dragon flood that is cast out of the mouth of the dragon, we command the earth to open up and swallow you up. COVID-19 be swallowed up. Be swallowed up. Right now, be swallowed out of this land. Let the earth open up and swallow you up by fire. Let the earth open up. I command you, O earth, earth, open up by fire. Swallow up this dragon and his flood. This dragon and his flood. Swallow it up in the mighty name of Jesus. Lakato Bragaze. Koso Kotoya. O earth, open up now. Swallow up the flood of this dragon COVID. Let it be swallowed up by fire. Be swallowed up by fire. In the name of Jesus. Igagaga Koroto. Ikanto Bragadena. Ozuke Parodwada. Earth, earth, open up. Swallow up. Let it be swallowed up. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said, and the earth opened up and swallowed up the company of Quran. Let the earth open up in the same way it opened up in the days of Moses and swallowed up his enemy. Open up and swallow up coronavirus from the face of the earth. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Final prayers, and we we'll thank God. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. 
The Bible said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. And they loved not their lives unto death. And what is our prayers? We are going to be saying, my father, my father, I want you to pray this prayer with all tenacity and strength. My father, my father, my father, I laminate my body, spirit, and soul by the blood of Jesus and by the fire of the Holy Ghost against the invasion of coronavirus in the name of Jesus Christ. Now begin to pray, say, Lord, my father, my God, I laminate my body, spirit, and soul by the blood of Jesus and by the fire of the Holy Ghost against the invasion of coronavirus powers and every spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth to pray. Laminate your body by the blood of Jesus and by the fire of the Holy Ghost. By the blood of Jesus, I receive total victory. I laminate my body, my family. We are laminated from our head to our toe in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father, for the lamination. Therefore, the waters of the flood of COVID-19 and infirmities around the nations cannot penetrate into my life and my destiny. It cannot penetrate my family. We are laminated by the blood. We are laminated by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Safe and sound. Thank you, my Father. The Bible said he's the one that gave us victory. Open your mouth, begin to thank him now. Let him hear your voice of thanksgiving. You are laminated already. You are secured. You are preserved. No devil can touch us. We are grateful to you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for healing us. Everyone that is sick today in the body, today you are healed. By the reason of these prayers and thanksgiving, we are grateful to you for healing. Thank you for healing every one of us. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. It is done. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Dennis. Uh, Brother Rajesh, over to you. Praise the Lord, brethren. In this session, we are going to be praying for those who are who are seeking God's hand concerning jobs, concerning visa situations. Let's pray together. I want us to open our Bibles to Psalm 104. Psalm 104, verse 27. Verse, sorry, Psalm 145, verse 14 and 14 to 16. Psalm 145. Verse 14 to 16. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season. And verse 16 says, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Amen. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. Firstly, we are going to thank God because he is the one. If you and I are sitting here, it is because there is a hand that has upheld us thus far. 
even if we are struggling at our job places, even if we are struggling for, for, for a breakthrough from the Lord, you are sitting here, the point that you are sitting here, it is because there is a hand that has upheld you thus far. There is a hand that has upheld me thus far. We are going to say, thank you, Father, for keeping me till this point in you. You have upheld me. Though I am bowed down, I have a hand that holds me. Though I am falling, I have a hand that restrains me, that holds me back, that lifts me up. Father, I thank you for your hand that has sustained me thus far. The point that I'm sitting here is because of your hand. I am not orphaned. I am not powerless. Your hand upholds me. Father, I want to say thank you for your hand that has upheld me thus far. Thus far, you have been my help. Samuel said, he took a rock and said, Ebenezer, thus far, the Lord has helped us. This is the rock of help that we have, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus far, he has helped you and me. Lord, we want to say thank you for helping us thus far. Ebenezer God, we want to say thank you for helping us thus far. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. It is the same hand that upholds, opens. You see, the eyes of all look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. We're going to ask God, Lord, open your hand. Concerning the desires of your children, it is your hand that can set us in safety. Concerning our desires for a job, concerning our desires for visas, concerning our desires for families to be united. It is the Lord who brings the solitary into families. Lord, you are the Lord. It is your hand which is able to establish me in safety. Lord, may I see your open hand tonight. I have come to you. Lord, may I see your open hand tonight. The hand that settles me into safety. The hand that satisfies my desires. Lord, may I see your open hand tonight in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Lord, we pray that your open hand will fill them with good. Each of us will be filled with good. Remember, the Bible says every good and perfect thing comes from the Father of lights. We're going to pray, Father of lights, may we see good and perfect things from this night forward in the name of Jesus. May we see good and perfect things. May we receive good and perfect things from your hand this night forward in the name of Jesus. By the virtue of us coming to your presence tonight, Lord, we open up our hearts to your open hand in the name of Jesus. We open up our hearts to your open hand. Lord, may we receive that good thing which you have reserved for us by the virtue of this meeting in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Psalm 104, 27 to 28. Psalm 104, 27 to 28. These all wait for you, that you may give them their food in due season. What you give them, they gather in. You open your hand, verse 28, what you give them, 
they gather in, you open your hand, and they are filled with good. We are going to turn this into a prayer. Lord, an open hand that would make us gather. An open hand that would make us gather in what you give and not scatter in the name of Jesus. Lord, may we see that open hand over our lives, over the lives of our brethren who are looking for a breakthrough. An open hand that makes us gather and not scatter whatever you have given us in the name of Jesus. Lord, may we see an open hand that makes us gather and not scatter in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Lastly, Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 7. We're praying on the issues of visas. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 7. Furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. Till I come to the place of my assignment. Till I come to the place where God has appointed for me. Let letters be given to me for the governors, which means wherever there has been a block up, Lord, I pray that a letter of favor will come through, that a decree of favor will come through, that will open doors for me. Lord, we are praying for your open hand that opens doors for us that no man can shut. Lord, we ask of you a decree that opens doors for me, a decree that opens doors for my brethren seeking visas, oh Lord God. Lord, I pray, let there be an open door concerning this. Let there be a decree that brings in open doors for my brethren who are stranded. Lord, let there be a decree concerning open doors, concerning open visas in the name of Jesus. By the virtue of this night, Lord, let those decrees come speedily in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we have waited upon you. And your word says that when we wait upon you, we see your open hand according to these verses. Father, may we see your open hand in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Amen, Lord, amen. Thank you so much, Brother Rajas. Uh, lastly, Sister Shadi, just lead us in a prayer. Praise the Lord, brethren. Praise the Lord, sister. We pray for victory in our marital lives and in our homes. Also, we are going to pray for our children to succeed and be victorious in the journey ahead in their life. Hallelujah. Power of Jesus Christ, that we can be victorious in life only through the power of Jesus Christ. I would like to read from the first uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse uh, 57. First Corinthians 15, uh, 57 says, But thank God, but thanks to be to God. He gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we are going to praise and thank God this evening. We are going to say, Lord, thank you for, for giving us victory in our marital life, in our homes. We are going to thank God. We are going to thank God. Let's begin to appreciate God. 
that God did not allow evil power to overcome our homes and our families. Let us appreciate God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, O Lord, we thank you, we worship you, we give you praise. Thank you for giving us the victory through your power, through your name, the name that is above every other name. Thank you, Jesus, O Lord. Father, we worship you this evening. Thank you, Lord, for the victory that you are giving us to us. Father, you did not allow evil power to overcome our homes. You did not allow evil power to overcome our family. Glory be to your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. As Psalm 149, verse 4 says, Psalm 149, verse 4. It says, For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Hallelujah. Also, I will read from Psalm 30, verse 5. Psalm 30, verse 5. It says, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. So weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. We are going to appreciate God. We are going to thank God. Lord, we thank you because you delighted in us. You delighted in our family. You delighted in our marriage. You delighted in the life of our children. Let's begin to appreciate God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, because you delighted in us. Thank you, Jesus, you delighted in the life of our children. You delighted in our homes. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you this evening. Thank you, Jesus, because you delighted in us. Father, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Even though your anger lasts only a moment, but your favor is an everlasting in our life. Thank you, Jesus, Father, we thank you. Brethren, let's thank God that he has come our life and a marital life, our family, with his victory. Let's begin to appreciate God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, because you have come our life with victory. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory that you are giving unto us. Thank you, Jesus, for your favor and your love towards us. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Psalm 118, verse 15. Psalm 118, verse 15. It says, Shout of joy and victory resound in the tent of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Hallelujah. So we are going to pray. We are going to tell God, Lord Jesus, shout of joy and victory will resound in our homes, in our tent. Forever, and your right hand will do mighty things in our life, in our family, in Jesus' name. Let's begin to let's begin to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus, O Lord, because shout of joy and victory will resound in our homes in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, the sound of joy. Oh, Lord, Father, we never cease in our camp in the mighty name of Jesus. And your right hand, we continue to do mighty things in the mighty name of Jesus. 
We will continue to see your mighty hand in our life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I want us to pray for our children. I want us to pray for our children. I will read from uh, Psalm 106, Psalm 106, verse 35 to 36. Psalm 106, verse uh, 35 to 36 says, But they mingled with the nations and adopted their customs. They worshiped their idols, which became a slave to them. We are going to pray for our children, Lord. We are going to say, Lord, our children will be victorious. They will not mingle with nations and adopted their evil customs in the mighty name of Jesus. They will serve the living God and obey his commandment in Jesus. Let's begin to pray for our children. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, so Lord, we use this time to pray for our children that all our children will be victorious in life. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I pray that our children will not mingle with the nations and adopt their evil customs in the mighty name of Jesus. Instead, our children will start believing God in the mighty name of Jesus, and they will obey all his commandments. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now, I want us to make some declaration into the life of our children. I want us to make this declaration into the life of our children and even our family as well. To be victorious in the journey ahead of them. Praise the Lord. I will read this declaration from uh, Psalm 20, verse 1 to 5. I will read uh, from uh, Psalm 20, verse 1 to 5 to make this declaration. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When I'm reading this declaration, brethren, I want you to say amen to me. Amen? Amen. God answer you when you are in distress. Amen. Amen. Of the God of God protect you. Amen. This send you help from the sanctuary. Amen. For God for Zion. Amen. For your sacrifices and accept your bond of Amen. Amen. The fire of your heart. Amen. Jesus. Even all our family members in 
between you, like whatever may be the desires of our heart, Father, you will grant us in Jesus' name. Yeah. I pray that these children, oh Lord, Father, I pray from, from a small to a bigger one, so Lord, I pray, Lord, that whatever may be their plans, Father, I pray that you, Lord, you will make them succeed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, you make all our plans succeed in you in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, oh Lord, over these children, most especially. Father, we will shout, oh Lord, we will rejoice for victory in the mighty name of Jesus. In every area of their life, they are, they are struggling, even for their future, oh Lord. Father, Holy Spirit, I pray that you, Lord, you will give them joy. You will give them victory in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, Lord, we will raise our banners, O Lord, all for unto you, Lord, concerning them in the mighty name of Jesus. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, because you answer our prayers. Thank you for all the members in Tupia, all the family members in Tupia, Lord. Lord, your, 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 all your promises to Lord, all your blessings to Lord will be upon us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, because you answer our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Shadi. Thank you. Just, uh, I'll just give you one or two minutes. If you have not been, your prayer point has not been raised, just raise them wherever you are. Just take them to the Lord in prayer. The Lord that sees us, even in our own closets, we hear you. Whatever it is that has not been raised today, but is within your heart, believe me, God is here. God will hear. God will answer. Because he has promised, even before we speak, he has heard us. Even before we are finished speaking, he has answered us, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. We thank you for this wonderful time that we have spent together in your presence. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we say thank you. Father Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for what you have done in our midst. We thank you for the testimonies. We thank you for the answered prayers that are coming out of this night, Father Lord. Lord, may everyone that has attended this, Father Lord, remember it for good, Father Lord. May our testimonies be sure in the mighty name of Jesus. Father Lord, we say thank you. We ask, Lord, that you are exalted. Even as we go within the week, Father Lord, we ask that your presence will abide with us, Father Lord. Uh, ask that your presence will go with us. And Lord, I pray that we shall live victorious lives in your presence. Thank you, Father Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen.